Hi, I'm Megan Raymond, and welcome to Showy 8. After years of making ads for a living and teaching students how to do it, I realized that the questions and creative process that I used at work could help more than make brands great. So this is a creative brainstorming workshop in less than 15 minutes where I help people get their greatness on. Hello, everyone. Today we have our friend Joel with us on the phone. Say hello, Joel. Hi, everyone. <laughs> okay, so you're the CEO of a small startup using technology to make it easy for people to donate to favorite charities on a regular basis. Does that sound about right, or is there another way that you want to help explain what your company does? That sounds pretty good. I, I think, you know, how we think about it, it our mission and, and the technology that we've built is to help people make giving a habit. And then most importantly, providing that ongoing impact transparency, ongoing impact reports to make sure that, you know, if you take that that step mm -hmm. and and make giving a habit that you're able to see where that support is going, how it's being put to work, mm -hmm. how you are making the world a better place. Right. So you get to see proof. You don't just give give money blindly. Exactly. And now let's understand you a little bit. You and I talked before the show and you told me that you are a detailed oriented person and that sometimes you think maybe you get a little too much into the weeds. And I gather that you consider yourself analytical and idealistic and that you have a strong belief that both technology and human capacity can create good. Does that sound about right to give a little bit of a that, summary of yourself? That is all spot on. <laughs> um, I think as well, you know, for me, Initially, it was, I sort of thought of myself as a builder. So why don't you tell us about your challenge? What's going on? Yeah, I think our main challenge is, is a little bit twofold. What we're trying to do is, is essentially kind of change behavior mm -hmm. or, or maybe change the old way that, that things have been done. You don't need to put your name on a library to be a philanthropist. It's, you know, one less drink at the bar each week and, right. and you can make giving a bigger part of your life. And so that's the, the challenge on that end is how do we kind of shift that behavior and, and make people understand that it is now simple and easy to, to make giving a habit mm -hmm. and, it's also our, you know, our biggest opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and then on, on the flip side of things or, or on that second level with the stakeholders, it, it is somewhat of a similar challenge, but it is kind of breaking that notion within the corporate world that making money and doing good are either not connected or maybe mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. And that thinking is, Dead and gone. Yeah, because I want to just clarify, for our particular challenge that we're talking about today, in our previous conversation, we were really drilling it down to companies and young professionals. So it sounded like we were going to yeah. focus more on like the uh, work environment. And uh, for the companies, my understanding is that we were going to drill it down more to like other startups right now, because if we talk about corporations, that has a different kind of vibe altogether. How does that sound? Yeah, I, okay. I think so. Yeah, so I really liked when we were talking previously about how companies have to struggle with the idea of making money and doing good are not mutually exclusive, and that for young professionals, making giving a habit is not the norm for today's donor, but there is all this kind of technology that could make it easy to make it so. And because for a lot of these young professionals, making doing good in the world is important to them anyway. 
Exactly. Right. Exactly. So what are the skills and the talents that you bring to the table to help accomplish this, meaning your company? Our interest in and our ability to, to continually be learners and mm-hmm. not just assume that, that we know um, everything. And, and then as well, the ability to then be nimble and, and adapt once mm-hmm. we do learn. You're right. Yeah. So in summary, you'd say that you guys are excellent at learning, being agile-minded, and it seems like you guys know how to self-correct. Yes. Yep. And uh, we had also mentioned in a previous conversation, and you did at the top of our conversation today, uh, your impact reporting. That's a huge skill of yours, where you didn't invent recurring giving, but you simplified it, and you created this feedback loop where people can see the proof of where their money is going and how it's affecting the world around them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that's those reports have have been, you know, our really our special sauce so mm-hmm. far, and and why we've got ninety four percent plus average monthly retention from our users. And oh, that's and amazing. This past year is yeah, it's it has been incredible, and you know, it's it's this notion. Every, everyone has subscriptions for everything now, mm-hmm. and and we can sort of serve as their subscription for good. Mm-hmm. And when you provide that feedback loop, then people want to keep giving. Right. Now, if your company was a person, what kind of person would they be? Quick-witted, but mm-hmm. but genuinely kind and, and well-meaning at heart. Mm-hmm. Optimistic and hopeful mm-hmm. and excited. So excited about the world and thinks everything can improve. Exactly. All yep. right, great. So who's your target audience? Who are you talking to or who's going to be the user, end user of this endeavor? And I know that when we talked previously, you had circled around uh, three different groups. Yeah, our target, target audience is on the, the one end, on the user end, you know, someone who's compassionate, who's unafraid of change to be proactive in trying to bring about positive change as opposed to, to reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, so being an agent and, of change. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And, and when we describe this type of person, are we thinking mostly young professionals right now in this particular scenario? We are. And then the second group was the CEO. Exactly. They love new ideas because mm-hmm. they too, maybe like me earlier, were a builder mm-hmm. and, and wanted to build something that mm-hmm. would make a positive impact in the world. Competitive, maybe even has a bit of an ego, you know, wants to to do everything possible to make his or her or their organization as successful as possible. Because they also want to be the best, right? Exactly. Great. And then the third group we were talking about was uh, the HR people. Yeah, the HR people are ultimately often who we end up, you know, working with. Everyone seems to not want to be called HR anymore. Everyone right. is, is a people, uh, people manager. Leader. Exactly. Um, and those individuals, they often have a ton on their plate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're looking for opportunities and ways to to carry out their role to improve the culture of their organization. Mm-hmm. Um in ways that, that don't necessarily add to their plate because mm-hmm. it's often overfilled, mm-hmm. but but do provide immediate value to the organization. And how do you th- how do you want each of these groups to feel? I'm going to call them each a target audience for right now. We want when someone engages with with our organization to feel like they were 
empowered to be that change agent. I know that the the CEO wants to be able to impact culture, but I also understand during one of our previous conversations, you said one of the obstacles was um, that companies understand, they have a tangible understanding that making giving a habit is important, but sometimes it competes with business priorities. It's almost like business versus people's needs or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and our job is to, is to, to change that. Business is trying to see that changing for the better is good or that doing good is exactly. a good idea. And then we also understand that right now it's a talent market. Unemployment is really low. And so since it's a um, it's an employee's market, it makes it more uh, competitive for com- companies to try and get and retain that talent. Exactly. Yeah. And we see that data growing day after day. Well, this is all great. So I have feedback for you. But before we start, I want to say that my feedback is based on our previous conversation and what the audience has heard. So this is very top line. All right. That sounds perfect. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So as I walk you through my thinking, we're only going to talk in terms of how anything relates to humans, things like emotion, behavior, and habit. And I'm going to break this down into three areas. Number one is personalities. Number two is relationships. And the third is conversation. All right. So the first part we're going to start with is personalities. So right now, In my eyes, we're dealing with three major target audiences, but I'm going to call them personalities. Uh, I think that, but they're a little different than what we discussed in our Q&A right now. So the first one is in the employee who's young, idealistic, mostly millennial. The second is the CEO who's competitive, responds to pressure, and wants to be the best. And the third is your company who is, as you said, kind at heart, excited about the world. In my thinking, HR is responsive to whatever the first two personalities decide. So in this case scenario, it's not a primary personality to target right now. Um, And also for this exercise, we think in terms of a person in the singular right now, not in groups of people, uh, because that's a creative trick to help alleviate uh, disconnected thinking. Does that make sense? Yep, that sounds great. Great. The next piece is we have to be honest about the way a CEO thinks. It's the needs of the company before employees. As you said, they have a tangible understanding of making giving a habit, but but that competes with business priorities. And a CEO wants to feel superior, like we're the best, because they're competitive. Therefore, you have to make this a tangible difference to his bottom line or tangible pressure in order for it to make sense to the CEO. That resonates uh, loud and clear. Okay. All right. The next piece is relationship. You need to understand that there's a relationship among the three of you. And the reason we think this relationship can work is that all three have something in common. They want to make a difference in the world and they want to make their mark. Um, Now, I could give you an example of how that relationship dynamic works, but first I want to know if you have any questions so far. I'm, I'm with you so far. Great. So your first personality is the employee. They're an influencer, meaning you focus on them to pressure the second one, the CEO, because they're used to responding to pressure. Now, the reason you know this can work is timing. It's an employee market. The economy is good. There are millions of millennials who are the main age of your employee, and everyone's talking about the marriage of business and good. Therefore, the employee needs to be inspired to support their passions, as we've noted in previous discussions, and the CEO needs to be pressured to be the best. Now, in this exercise, we flip from a singular employee now to a group so they can create pressure together. 
You think of it as the pressure of an inspiration wave breaking the levee. Now, this is where you come in. Your place in the relationship is as a hope coach, someone with this infectious attitude of, I'm kind at heart, I'm excited about the world, I'm humorous, I'm funny, I don't take myself seriously, but I take this work seriously, who keeps validating everyone because otherwise people can lose sight or get distracted. Now, this is already reflected in your company's asset of impact reporting, which is an expression of inspiration like, look how you're making things better, yay for you, because you get to see the proof all the time. Now, that's a sample of the relationship. The last part is what I call conversation, which otherwise is known as messaging or storytelling. I think starting conversations about doing good can sometimes feel like a vague or overwhelming abstract thought. So sometimes it makes more sense to bring it down to a personal level first, framing it as doing good within my company. For instance, with the inspiration wave that I mentioned, you could see how this proves to the CEO that his employees can come together to accomplish anything. Like, man, if they can come together for this, what else can they do? I have great employees. You're proving how your idea can help bring people together for productivity which affects his bottom line. And now the employee gets to say, I affected my company to do good. I feel empowered. I love that. Especially well, well, a couple points, one of which was that that notion of the employee or the employee group as, as the pressure point uh-huh. for, for the CEO, which I, I think is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And the piece on the messaging that we've even been trying to learn Mm -hmm. and and adapt and get better about is that it's not it's not okay and we found this out to just be purely altruistic right and say hey isn't it great if we can all do good Mm -hmm. which yes that the answer to that is most often yes but it doesn't create urgency Mm -hmm. and it doesn't move people to act Mm -hmm. and so tying it back in our messaging and our conversations and our interactions to the the business value mm-hmm. and and being able to have those conversations as as you had termed them where we can say hey we're providing you and your employees an opportunity where it yes is to do good mm-hmm. but the byproduct of that is not only improving your community, it's also improving your business. Yes, exactly. And I'm so excited with your positive response with uh, what I offered you. Then all we really need to do is say goodbye to the audience. But, but first, before we say goodbye, would you be willing to come back on the show and let me know if any of this worked or any of this thinking helped at all? Yeah, all absolutely. Right. Great. All right. Well, then, if we have nothing else to say, I'd love for you to help me say goodbye to the audience. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hope there was some creative problem-solving ideas you can use. I'm Megan Raymond, and thanks for listening to Showy8. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, and Showy8.com. And follow me on Instagram at Showy8WiseWords for your daily inspiration.